Hello guys, how you doing? This is JP Sarikolia coming to you once again uh, with another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. Good morning here in the in the US and uh, good afternoon, some other parts of the world. Good evening. Uh, and today I want to talk, I want to discuss uh, about comics. Uh, I want to talk particularly on the age gap. Uh, and it, does it really matter? Uh, is, is it that important? Uh, the age gap, the age divide. Uh, as you know, with comics, uh, there is a long history in, in, in comics, you know, long history for over 80 years or more. You know, it's been a comics have been a very intrinsical part, a very important part of the upbringing of many, uh, many children uh, throughout many generations. Uh, it has changed entertainment. Uh, it's something that, you know, even even though comics as we know them, they've been probably like 85, 90, well, 90 years, 75 years. Uh, even beyond that, before that, you know, comics were already popular uh, in the 1800s. Uh, in uh, the, as you know, the cartoons or the little comics that came out of newspapers or little magazines would actually became, uh, they were uh, very um, political, you know, they talk about the life, about a lot of things, the social uh, issues that were happening during that time. And of course, they develop into comics as we know them. That, uh, primarily at the beginning was more for a market for children. But of course, that has evolved uh, in recent years. Uh, uh, pretty much in the past 20, 25 years, it has become more a more than just a, a medium for entertainment only for children. Uh, the, the market has changed where the vast majority of the readers are older. You're looking at an older generation that grew up with comics and they still read comics and they're the ones that the biggest buyers. Primarily, there's a big number of males reading comics more than females, although there's a big number of women reading comics, but the vast majority has always been men. And uh, of course, you know, nowadays comics are more uh, geared towards uh, uh, towards that male audience, uh, primarily an older audience. So you see more mature content within comics. But there is an age gap. And what I'm talking about today about the age gap, also talking not only necessary about uh, the, the, you know, the, this case, the, the people that are buying comics. I'm not going to talk about it today. I'm talking about this age gap between the different um, uh, generations that have read comics and how their interpretation of comics uh, or uh, how uh, the perception of comics affects the way comics are, uh, you know, being, you know, received nowadays and what people prefer over other people uh, and, and so on and so on. So I want to explore that today. I want to discuss that today because it does really matter. It really makes a, uh, uh, it has an effect in the way people perceive comics, whether from this generation, the, from the previous generation, uh, from the generation that was before that. Uh, as you know, throughout those many years, I would say 75, 80 years of comics, there's been different uh, generations. We always, when we talk about comics and nowadays, we talk about the different uh, eras of comics, you know, the modern comics. You have the golden age of comics. Uh, and then all of this is, you know, in regards to uh, comics as we know them from this uh, pre-modern generation, you know, superhero comics primarily. You have the golden age of comics. You have the silver age of comics. Uh, you have, of course, the bronze age of comics and uh, the dark age of comics, as some people know it. There is also the modern age of comics. So we have different generations. Of course, for those that are not as familiar, the golden 
golden age of comics is anything that happened, uh, you know, pretty much at the beginning. You know, you're looking at anything prior on the 30s, 40s, uh, 50s, uh, all during that time within the, you know, around the same uh, era of uh, the World War II or prior to World War II. Uh, and during that time, of course, you saw uh, companies like uh, Atlas Comics. I think it was Atlas or Timely. It was Timely Comics. And... Uh, uh, companies that, uh, you know, national before DC companies that primarily they produce a lot of stuff that has to do with, you know, sci-fi. And there was a lot of Westerns and there were a lot of different comics during that time that, uh, you know, they were very popular. Superhero stories were a, a bit popular during the Golden Age. There were great Golden Age creations, you know, during that time. You saw the creation of Captain America, creations of Batman, uh, Superman. Those are the Golden Age of comics. You know, they a different time, Shazam. Uh, those are great stories from that era. Uh, and uh, after that, of course, we understand that the Silver Age of comics, which actually define comics as we know modernly, that's the the creation, of course, after Atlas became uh, Marvel. Um, of course, uh, uh, you see the, the the first family. You see the Fantastic Four. You see the Justice League of America. You see uh, all those uh, in the era. This is that you're looking at the '60s and the '70s. You know, the time where there was a big uh, development in comics. You know, the the growth of comics, superhero comics during that time. You're looking at the uh, pretty much the Korean War, the, the the Vietnam War, all during that time. You know, definitely. Um, it was a fantastic time, a lovely time for comics. You know, a lot of the, that was the pretty much the, the rise of Marvel Comics and also the big competition between Marvel and DC. Now, you look at the Bronze Age is technically uh, it happens in the 70s, you know, and uh, uh, pretty much during that time, you see uh, pretty much uh, comics getting a little more serious. Uh, Bronze Age of comics, you see uh, for many, uh, it was uh, the dead, uh, of course, when Stacy, you see a lot of great stories around the Bronze Age of comics. You see uh, situations like, of course, Batman by, um, um, you know, by Adams, uh, by O'Neill. Uh, phenomenal stories during that time. You know, you see, uh, you can keep going throughout the process of Marvel, uh, DC, you know, so many stories from the Bronze Age, which I love. I love the Bronze Age. Uh, you know, uh, Sal Buscema's, uh, Hulk and, and so on and so on and so on. And after that, of course, you know, the, you know, the dark age of comics for many is when comics became in the eighties became darker. You see, uh, stories like, uh, many, many consider, uh, the Dark Knight return, uh, the, you know, the, the Batman returns or Dark Knight returns. I just always get confused. Um, for many, that was the beginning of the end for comics. You know, it was a different time. <clears throat> comics became a bit darker. Uh, some people mentioned that even before that, there were more darkness within comics. You know, there, it marks a contrast in the way comics were created. Um, you also see uh, more darker tones. You see Watchmen. You see uh, stories uh, like V for Vendetta. You know, you see a darker tone in comics. And primarily DC was at the center of it, uh, pushing the envelope. And of course, that dark age of comics kind of progressed and has been up till now. Uh, although now it's more, we are, I would say, we're no longer in that dark age. You know, it's more, it, we are kind of like at the end of the dark age of comics. We don't know exactly what's going to happen next. But uh 
the comics have changed. Of course, there is a new evolution. There's a new generation. Uh, people love uh, old, you know, older teams. But of course, uh, most of the readers nowadays are older, so it's normal for them to read, you know, and they or to prefer things that are a bit more older uh, or more mature in content. Now, the generation that you grew up with, uh, the generation that you grew in, grew in um, into, um, will define. Uh, the type of comics you prefer and the stories you like, the art that you like and the the writers that you like. Uh, every time you go into any stories or any comics nowadays or anything, and even in my videos, I notice this and people make comments about the things they like and things that they don't like. Uh, some people don't like the, the Bronze Age of stuff, you know, some people don't like the, you know, the older stuff, they prefer the newer stuff. And some people, you're always going to hear throughout the comments and throughout reviews, some people say, well, I don't like this, this era of comics because the comics were too wordy. Uh, you know, people make so many, uh, the writers, they spend so much time writing or commenting about certain things, you know, or that, you know, they use these big words on these big uh, conversations, you know, and some people prefer just the visuals. Some people say, well, I don't like too many words. I like visuals. And uh, or some people are like, you know, I, I prefer just, uh, you know, you know that, you know, you prefer a small panels. Some people prefer big panels, all of that. Some people say, well, I don't like the new the, the newer artists because everything is just pretty much a, a pinup art. You know, it's just big splashes and that's all it is. There's emptiness. There's no um, pretty much a visual reference for, you know, to go through the story. Some people, you know, don't like the older stuff because they saw so many different blocks, particularly when you divide the pages into this, you know, nine a classic panel. Uh, they don't like the panel layout, you know, but the other people hate the new panel layout. And every time you, you know, people talk about it, it's always going to be this battle, you know, and there's always this divide between fans and everything actually, you know, no one is really satisfied with something with one thing or the other and it, at the middle of it at the core of everything is just the age divide it's the age the generational divide which really marks what people prefer um if you grew up in a in a in a pretty much in a era on a bygone era you know you grew up in the 70s or before that or you grew up even in the in the early 80s uh there was a different time in comics uh where uh primarily um generation was totally different from the generation of today. Uh, writing was an important part, part of that time. The reading was an important part of that time. I grew up in the 80s, in the early 80s. I grew up, you know, I was born in the 70s, uh, in the late 70s. Uh, to me as a child, uh, reading was an intrinsical part of my upbringing. Uh, but it's not because I'm you know, I'm a reader or because I'm, you know, better than anybody else reading. No, it's because it was part of our generation. As I remember growing up, uh, nowadays, of course, you know, it's totally different. But back in the day, there was no social media. There was no... um you know, even there was no uh, cable TV, you know, you just watch whatever was on TV, uh, which was not really much. Uh, the cartoons didn't only they didn't only play cartoons until Saturday morning or you have cartoons in the evenings uh, throughout the you know Monday through Friday. But that was it. You know, uh, uh, primarily there was nothing else. And sometimes there was only a television at home. So that means that even there were cartoons in the evening, you wouldn't watch the cartoons because maybe, uh, you know, your parents will watch the TV 
or your mother will like to watch, in my case, her novelas, you know, telenovelas, just as a, you know, Hispanic thing. And she would like to watch the soap operas, which that's what telenovelas are. And, uh, and that was it. So that means that you will pretty much kind of suck. You have to suck it up. You know, there was nothing else to do. So what do you do? You know, what you did, like most kids, you know, you, you go out and play. Or, you know, you simply go and read comics. If the weather is not good, if you're not allowed to go out, then you read comics. Not only comics, you read books. You know, my father was a, a big uh, um, believer in reading books. So he always pushes to read books. So we read a lot. We read a lot. And growing up in that environment, reading was an important part of our lives. Uh, so reading comics that we now are considered wordy or writers are wordy, it was nothing new. It was part of life. It was part of understanding. It was entertainment. We read to understand, you know, what's happening. It was the way we entertain ourselves. We love the stories. You know, it was part of growing up. Of course, nowadays is different. We live in a, live in a visual world where our kids are growing up with iPads. Pretty much they're born and they already know how to use it. They're one, two years old already know how to use an iPad. We give them iPads for them to kind of play. So for them, everything is visual. They visualize everything. This young generation, this millennial generation that now has, you know, lives, you know, for them, visuals are important. Uh, for them, visuals, you know, speaks louder than words. Uh, it is their culture. It is their lifestyle. It is how, how they do things. So, of course, you know, they get bored very quickly reading old books, you know, or old comics because they feel that there's too much. There's no value in it because they it's too slow paced for them. You know, they want things to go fast. They want to grab a book, you know, a comic book, open a few pages and kind of finish the story to move on to the next thing, maybe just to look at their Instagram or their Snapchat. You know, it's just the way it is. And you know, I'm not trying to say this to fault our new generation, uh, you know, anybody that has grown probably in the 90s, not even in the 80s, in the 90s, in the late 90s, in the 2000s, you know, for them, it's, it's, it's just a business as usual. Uh, this generational gap, I'm not trying here to, like, again, I'm not trying here to, uh, you know, denigrate them or feel or make them feel that they were less and they're just not as smart as people from, from the past, because that's not the case. Every person is different. We all the same, you know, we just... Uh, uh, our brain operates in a different way. Our likes are different. Our base and our upbringing are based on the generation we grew up because times were different then and times are different now. And that determines why you like and what you dislike and determines the way you like things and the way you don't like things. There's a lot of things that oh, my generation, I prefer. And there's a lot of things I dislike about this new, the new era, the new times. Uh, have adapted to a lot of things. You know, for example, I can tell you one thing. I hate Twitter. You know, I, I understand a little bit of Twitter, but it's always hard for me to keep up with Twitter. And uh, even though Twitter's been around for so long, I just find it so hard for me to try to express my ideas in, in a single note, in a couple of, you know, uh, sentences and just let it go. It's just hard for me to do that because in, I'm a writer. I'm a reader. I'm a person that I prefer long ideas. I prefer people that express their ideas, that take time to express how they feel, you know. And we live in the Twitter generation where everything has to be expressed in just one single note. For me, it's more about express that in a paragraph, you know. And just I'm just a writer. Even at work, people sometimes say even... 
I work with a lot of people and a lot of people in my job are very young and they say, man, you're very worried when you, you know, when you send this email. So when you send that, you express this in a long sentences. And, uh, you know, it's just who I am. It's just because it's part of my generation. Of course, I'm dealing with people that are half my age. And for them, it's just, it's just different. It's hard for them to, to, for them to click, you know, the idea of why you do this and why you do that. Of course, I'm a writer by nature. I love to write. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, to me, it's okay to express ideas. I feel that people need to be more specific about what they, you know, they write. That's why I prefer older comics, in my opinion. That's just me. Because I love when ideas are expressed, you know, and they're, you know, they're expressed openly and, you know, explore. And that's why I prefer to read. That's why I consider Watchmen one of the best books of all times in comic books. Uh, because it really, uh, you know, in this case, um, they took their time, you know, they took the time, uh, to really express, you know, through not only through visuals, but primarily through words, which makes it a beautiful, beautiful book. Uh, Alan Moore really took its time to really create and really, uh, you know, really, really develop the story, you know, to embellish the story through all his writing, which makes it so phenomenal book. Other people, young generations might read it and get bored on the first chapter because it's too much for them. But yeah, you give them anything that is new and it's compressed and it's just close and they love it. That's one of the reasons I hate much of the writing today. Although I, I read some comics, you know, a lot of people love Grant Morrison and they love the old stuff. One of the things I don't like about Grant Morrison, and Grant Morrison has adapted his writing. If you go back and read, uh, you know, the things that he did before, like, you know, the Doom Patrol, or you read stuff like, uh, I don't know, the other stuff that he did prior to any of the newer stuff, you're going to realize that there is that difference in his writing. His writing nowadays is more compress. Uh, and, you know, writers adapt so they can sell the product, you know, to the new generation. It's more compressed. It's not as big as it used to be, but it's more adapted to this young generation that just wants things and ideas quick, the Twitter generation. So uh, to me, that's the part where it always leaves me hanging when I write his stuff, you know, when I read his stuff, I'm sorry, because when I read it, I just feel that it's just not uh, like it's not giving me a full idea for me to really care much about the story. But, you know, I don't want to discuss about ground Morrison here on this on this pretty much podcast, but I'm talking about it gives you an idea, and you know writers adapt their stories to to you know cater to that generation that they they're writing for, and you know it's okay, it's just a livelihood. You are doing your job, and your job is just to cater and to entertain the people that pay for your books, to pay to read your books, and uh, you know it's just business as usual. But there's a generational divide that separates that generation from this generation and marks that, and that's the way people see things. For example, I was I was watching yesterday, of course, the I probably you saw or watched my video uh, impressions of the, the new trailers for uh, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And, you know, I go through the, you know, I love to read the comments, you know, through YouTube. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are loving this. Uh, not many people are hating it. But uh, what really surprised me, I even went to the forums. Uh, and the forums, people are expressing what they like about that. But it really amazed me that everyone loved it. And it was a great, actually, the movie, the trailer was good. It, it really, it was geared towards every generation it really gives something to every part of every person that loves spider-man because you see the addition of the elementals so anybody that grew up in the old generation understand the elementals so understand of course mysterio hydro man um 
you know, in this case, Sandman, all of that, it brings back, even Molten Man, all of that, it brings back to that generation. But also, it has a lot of new stuff for people of the new junk generation. So in this case, I would say that Sony and Marvel Studios are being very smart to really target every generation. And that's the great thing. You target people. This has this young version of Spider-Man, which is very liked by the young generation, the ultimate version, the ultimate Spider-Man style. And you have, of course, the, the style of the Spider-Man. Man, the, the young teen that was pretty much in the 60s, well, in the 70s, and uh, of course, beyond that. Uh, so you have this that really caters to every person, uh, and they're very smart about it. You know, they're just doing it smart. Now, when the movie comes out, we'll know for sure if all works out well. It's just the trailer, but the trailer was geared towards each person, each generation. And I think that's what comics should do nowadays. I think comics, you have to bring a balance. You want to cater to the young crowd, but also you want to cater to the older crowd. Uh, of course, you know, as a business, most people prefer to cater to the younger crowd because they foresee that they are going to be the customers for years to come. They're going to be the customers. They are going to stay the, in the longer run. They're going to be here for 20, 30, 45, 50 years buying their comics and they're going to teach their kids about comics. Now, the older crowd is kind of fading out. So as, as, as that goes, the companies, they, they, what they do just to keep them happy, they keep, you know, releasing omnibuses and hardcover collections for all of them for all of us you know for all the older geezers so we can keep on buying their product so it just works that way that's the way they do it uh but of course i feel that this is the disconnect sometimes where you can see in comics where you know that not only i'm not talking about the companies uh, towards their market but uh, towards their customers or you know their fan base but most importantly this is the divide between the fans you know what really determines why some people prefer some things and some people don't like other things you know, I know a lot of people don't like some of the co the comic book stories I I present. I know that most of my crowd is an older crowd. Um, I can see that on my demographics. I can see that on my numbers. The vast majority of the people that like to watch my videos are my my age or you know around my age. And some of them are younger, but you can see the numbers. The drop uh, the numbers drop after uh, I think after late forties and and the fifties it drops because a lot of the people. Uh, you know, most of the stuff that I present here or the stuff that I review has been stuff that I grew up reading in the 80s and the 90s, but also stuff that is a bit within the late 70s, you know. So uh, anything that is within my generation, but I don't really review much of the stuff prior to that. So, um, you know, so a lot of people that grew up in the golden age or perhaps the silver age, you know, they don't see value in what I do, but they don't, you know, they understand what I read or, or you know, they just don't like it. Um, because they didn't grow up with it. It's a different, totally different generation. And, and the same happens. And the, most of my, the, 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 my readers, uh, I don't, haven't really reviewed a lot of newer stuff, uh, which I try to do because I still read a lot of the new stuff. Uh, but a lot of my, my followers are not in their twenties or, or early twenties because it, this isn't, my videos don't give them any value. So we have to understand this. We have to always come to this conclusion. Uh, at the end of the day, at the end of everything, we have to come to the conclusion. And this is actually, I'm coming to the end of this, this podcast. The generational divide is going to affect the way perceive, uh, people perceive comics. And it's always going to be there. And, uh, you have to kind of adapt to the system and also you have to kind of live to it. Uh, uh, you know, you have to live around it and live by it and, you know, pretty much uh, be content with it. You know, this is something that I have learned, you know, because for the longest I was always 
uh, I'm satisfied with the comics. I always express my opinion and I always said this and I always said that. It came to a point that I realized that it's like me is speaking to a wall. You know, you're talking to the wall, trying to change the world. It's not going to change. You have to understand this generation, this new generation. You have to understand what they're like. You have to understand that this is the way their brain operates. Doesn't mean that they're less smarter or less capable to understand. It's just they've been wired differently than my generation and they prefer art over writing and you know and you you can hear them talking all the time they say that you know i have gone through these discussions before even on cbr you know you know on some of those you know forums where a lot of young people hang out you know where they say i prefer art art is more important than the writing and to me as a writing is more important than the art and you know people before me say art you know that they they prefer that i believe more than that i believe that they there should be a balance between both but um in my generation writing is always more important but you know i come to the conclusion that you need to balance it but you know younger generation they prefer the art over the writing, which really tells us that the difference because of the generation you grew up with, with the timelines you live in and uh, what you've been geared uh, and wired to to believe in and to adapt. You know, nowadays everything is visual. People work visually. People do things visually. Everything people do, they do it on a tablet. They do it in a computer. Yeah, so they visualize things so they can perform better. You know, it's all about visualizing things and move on. But my generation didn't do that. You know, my generation was all about face-to-face contact and communication, about talking to people directly. You know, you didn't just talk to a screen or you didn't just simply type to a screen to communicate with people. Um, and that's something that I, I still do uh, nowadays, even at my job. Sometimes, you know, when I'm working my job, I send emails to a lot of people because we have a big company or work on a big company. Uh, and sometimes for me, it means that I have to get up and go to someone else's office just to talk directly. I'd rather do that than just simply send an email. The young bucks at my job, they don't do that. They'd rather just send an email and be done with it. It is just their mindset. But, you know, what can you say in a simple email? It's not as personal or as uh, as rich as what you can say face to face, you can communicate. It's a different generation. So this is the part we have to keep in mind. You have to keep in mind. We all need to keep in mind that the generational divide causes comics to be different and every generation is different. It's not, doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It doesn't mean that the comics that are written nowadays are better than the comics that were written in the sixties or seventies. Uh, even people say, well, those stories were horrible. Well, they now we're horrible. It's just simply you don't understand them. It's just not your cup of tea. That doesn't mean that there has less value and they're not as good as the stories you're reading today. Because if you as a person that prefers the stories in the 60s or 70s, it's going to tell you that the stories you prefer or you like are horrible too. And... You're never going to make him happy. You have to understand that. You know, we all need to understand that. Once we understand that, then we can value comics for what they are. You know, they are fun things to read, stories to love, and really things that makes us believe and make us grow. You know, yes, you know, there is a difference nowadays with comics where we're more mature content. And there's a, that will be a, a subject for another podcast. But for the time being, we need to understand that the divide really affects the way people perceive comics comics and that's the way people can never agree on where are the best stories or who are the best writers.
bottom line. That's how it is. So what do you think? What is your opinion about this? Are you, uh, you know, I would like to hear your thoughts. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe if you're uh, listening to this through YouTube or if you are listening through the different apps, uh, the, you know, please uh, like, uh, please follow the podcast and also share the podcast, download the podcast, all of that help this channel and my podcast. And uh, please consider supporting this vision of mine through my Patreon account. Anything you can do to support and help will really build this this channel and this podcast. So once again, thanks for watching and God bless you. Have a great day.